Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Jake Anderson. Today, my guest is Phoenix Rising midfielder John Baccaro, who is one of the longest tenured players remaining on Phoenix Rising after he came over from Toronto in 2019. Now, I wanted to bring on John for a variety of reasons. I think the timing is perfect because he obviously is a Spaniard. We got Spain, who is now in the quarterfinals of the Euros. And if the way the bracket works out, they'll be end up playing Italy. And uh, we'll definitely be uh, having some trash talk there if that happens. But also, John is a, a big basketball fan. He's a Phoenix Suns fan. Uh, it seems everywhere he goes, uh, those teams end up going to the finals and winning the finals. And and we'll talk a little bit about that when I bring him on. Uh, but also, he went to Wake Forest, and, and that's where Chris Paul went as well. So there's a cool little triangle connection there as well. So I'll uh, no longer waste any more time. Let me bring him on right now. Man of the hour, John Baccaro. John, thanks for joining me, man. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, so uh, first off, fresh off of Phoenix Suns Western Conference Finals victory. Um, I know you are a little bit of a Suns fan, obviously, with your uh, collegiate ties going back to Wake Forest now with Chris Paul having been on the Suns. Uh, saw your tweet last night. Just uh, your overall thoughts on it, that uh, the rally the Valley and the Suns are in the finals. Man, it's awesome. You know, um, I've been lucky enough that the last two teams that I've played with, uh, teams have been in the final. So I'm not saying that it's a coincidence, but, you know, uh, I was up in Toronto and, and they won the ring and uh, now I'm here in Phoenix and, uh, you know, we'll see. But, but yeah, it's awesome that uh, I was really excited that Chris Paul was going to be playing here in Phoenix and uh, I was able to go out and watch him a couple of times. And um, it's always great uh, when, when local teams are doing good and um, super excited to follow the Suns and, and hopefully they can bring it home. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the Toronto bit because ironically enough, the night that the Raptors beat the Bucks in game six to advance to the finals was the same night you scored with your butt against Monarchs. Now, the reason why I know that is because I was not watching you guys play. Unfortunately, I was actually in Toronto and I was at the basketball game. So that night, because it was in Toronto, there's a huge celebration with the city. I ended up standing on a city bus uh, when all things were said and done. Now, I want to turn the question to you because we saw uh, the reception of the fans last night when the team arrived. Um, you guys have had a little bit of a reception like that as well. As a player, what is that like when you arrive and you have fans who are waiting for you to congratulate you on, on your season well done? Oh, it's awesome. Obviously, without the fans, there's, there's, no, there's no sports, you know, and uh, getting, getting up this morning and seeing – uh, how the airport was ready for for the sons to to get in and and you know that that feeling for the players is is unbelievable especially for a young team like that and uh, you know obviously we 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 don't we don't have a that many fans you know the scale is not that big but uh, the fans we have they they treat us like that and it's it's so awesome and, and keeps them motivated to to keep winning because obviously we want to uh, make them happy and and hopefully uh, this year we can win the Western conference at home again, and we can celebrate with our fans again. And uh, like you said, places you've been tend to win NBA championships. So hopefully the same comes true in Phoenix as well. Uh, as a, as a kid who grew up here, like 
seeing that to me would obviously be uh, a dream come true. So let's move it on to Phoenix rising. Now we are officially two months into the season. Uh, we got what four months still to go. So what would your assessment of the team be uh, your first third of the season? Good. I mean, I think uh, no one is surprised that uh, we're sitting up top of the, of the table. I think that's always our objective. And uh, even having, I think, uh, what, two losses now in the season, um, you know, those losses feel bigger than, than, than anything just because we, we're not used to losing. Uh, but, you know, I think overall, I think we've had a good start. And uh, I would sign anywhere to have uh, the, the, sec- the two last thirds of the season the same way that they've been. Uh, that would mean that uh, we're on track of having a really good regular season. Yeah, uh, you guys are uh, top of your division. Um, if come playoff time, you would have the number one seed in the West as well. Um, I know the big thing you guys would want is to have the best record period that you can guarantee you would host the final this time around. Uh, question is, what is the biggest obstacle or challenge, uh, and, and it might even be yourselves in your, in your own opinion, that it will keep you from achieving those goals? Well, I think it's hard to talk about obstacles. I think, obviously, it's a very long season, and uh, we played a lot of uh, really good teams, and there's a lot of uh, tough games on the road. I think uh, we do especially good at home, so obviously um, – being getting points on the road is huge, you know, and, uh, you know, those two wins in Sacramento um, have given us a lot of a lot of points that, you know, if without those six points, we, we would be maybe not where we wanted to be. Um, so. So, yeah, I think uh, it's going to come come down to how well we can uh, do on the road and, and keep on not losing points at home. So being that you're one of the longer tenured guys on the team, you've you've seen you know, what this team goes through year in, year out like you just mentioned about the two wins at SAC, the club had never done that before. Now you've done it twice in a month. So what is anything particular change? Is it a team mentality? Is it just so many years of having the same mentality and, you know, you guys just finally did get it done in Sacramento. Yeah. This was personally the first time that I played in Sacramento this year. Uh, my first year of 2019, uh, it was the start of the season and I wasn't here. And then last year we didn't play them away, but you know, I think 2019, uh, the way we played on the road and we played at home was basically the same way. So I think if we can do that again this year, then um, that that will bring good things for sure. So after only playing 16 regular season games last year, and then you got the three playoff games, does this year, does it feel a little bit more normal that you're getting to play a longer season like you're used to and you get fans back in the, the stadiums like you're used to? Yeah, absolutely. It feels like a normal season. Uh, obviously, we started a little later, but uh, I, I think it, it, it feels no different than 2019. Uh, there's a lot of games and, uh, and you know, uh, that's what we want. Obviously, last year we were happy to be on the field, but doing it without the fans and only 16 games was not ideal. Um, we still did really well and, and obviously uh, made it all the way to the final, but um, we want to play games. And, and this year is a, it's great to, to be back in that regular environment and regular competition. So looking ahead to this week in L.A., obviously two big uh, differences is that you haven't played them yet this year. But the second one is this doesn't seem to be the same Los Dos from years prior where, you know, they may not have been the strongest of sides. You know, this this year looks like they can compete with with every team in the division. So what are you expecting to see from from L.A. this time around? 
Uh, I think I think LA has been really good for for last year. They were really good. I think they they ended up making the playoffs and um, and you know they they got a lot of big wins last year and they're getting big wins this year. Um, but you know I think we it's a team that we've always uh, done well with, uh, especially at home. Uh, but you know we we know they're a young team. They're hungry. They have really good players. Very talented kids. Uh, so you know uh, I think our mentality doesn't change. Uh, no matter who we play, but but we are aware that they're a good team and uh, no one takes it for granted. And, and obviously it's going to be a battle uh, on Saturday. So the team announced today that Jeremy Kelly was going back to Colorado Rapids. His loan was recalled and then Declan Wynn is being loaned out to OKC. Uh, as a player, how does that affect you? And how does that affect the group when, you know, two guys who have been with you for months now, you know, are, are no longer going to be there? You know, uh, Declan and, and Jeremy are really good players and and um, and they're always going to be missed. Um, but, you know, uh, it's part of football. Uh, it's part of the game. And, and we understand that as players. I think we're all really focused on uh, what is going on here. And all we can do is wish them luck, you know, uh, because obviously uh, they're, they're teammates, they're friends, and, and we wish them the best. But I think uh, the group is good. You know, we've always had a really good group. And um, fortunately, that's something that I think we all take pride of over the last three years is how close we all are. And, um, you know, whoever comes in, you know, when David Tate came in, I think we, we, we embrace them. And then when people leave, we, we just wish them the best. So kind of a, a bittersweet situation with Kevin Lambert now reportedly not going to be going to the Gold Cup to represent Jamaica. Um, I think everyone collectively is, is a little disappointed to not see him get that opportunity. Um, but like I said, the the other part of it is that he won't be gone from your guys' midfield trio. Uh, I mean, as a as a player, that does that have a an effect on Kevin? Do you think uh, that will that knock his confidence down at all, or is that just something he'll be able to brush off and maybe use as a chip to uh, play that much better to get called up later in the, his career? I think Kev is one of the most calm guys that I know. Um, he's such a good player. He's such a good person. Um, he works so hard in training. He, he does so much for us on the field. Uh, you know, um, um, I don't think this is going to have an effect on him. I think he trusts his qualities and, and we trust his qualities. And uh, I think what's important, that's what, what's important. And, um, you know, he's so young and I'm sure he's going to have plenty of opportunities in the future. Uh, we're all obviously disappointed because we, we want to see him succeed and we want to see him in the big stage. But uh, as you said, I think we're, we're lucky that he's going to be here and, and, you know, he's going to be a huge help because he, he's a key part of uh, Phoenix Rising and, and the way we play. And as you alluded to earlier about being so good at home, obviously we're in the, to the hottest months of the year here. And, and we've talked in the past about how good your guys' home record is, especially in the summer. Uh, I've seen a lot of tweets from the newer guys who, especially Toby, uh, you know, not not used to the heat out here. How are how are some of the newer guys acclimating to, uh, you know, the 115s? Well, Toby's a little baby, so <laughs> I'm not surprised that he goes out on social media and cries about stuff. Uh, but, you know, all the guys are doing good. I think it, it, this year has been easier because, like, we transitioned into it. Not like last year that we, with COVID, that we just literally right. started training and it was 110 outside. Um, but, you know... Um, I think for even for me, like you just come out some days and it's, it's just so impactful. Uh, it's not normal. Um, but, you know, the, the trains are shorter. We're training a little earlier now. And uh, I think we have to take it as an advantage. I think we all understand what the, the positives of it in a, in a way. And, um, and you know, uh, 
uh, I think overall it, it helps us more than it damages us because we're used to it. And um, I think all the new guys uh, understand that. And, um, you know, the guys that just came in, maybe they're doing a little more fitness to get used to it and, um, and it's fine. So, so I think we'll, we'll be fine and, and they'll get to enjoy it at some point. They'll learn how to, uh, to love the heat. Embrace the heat. Love, love the suck or embrace the suck is, uh, and is, a, is a common expression I've heard as well. Um, so transitioning now a little bit to the Euros. Uh, I want to ask this question and then we'll get into, we'll get into Spain specifically. So I asked Rick about this. Um, I was, I compared you guys to France in the sense that you guys are always a favorite in the games you play and, and France was a heavy favorite in all the games they played. And obviously we saw them bow out on penalties to Switzerland and, and the fashion in which they did so as well. And my question was, and I'll ask it to you, um, when you see that happen, is that just a reminder that you cannot take any opponent lightly? Because uh, Rick has said it, like every time you guys play a team, it's their cup final, or they could potentially see it as that, and you're going to get their absolute best effort. So is a, a game like that France-Switzerland game, just a, a little reminder to a, a team that's as good as you guys that, you know, you got – to take every opponent seriously. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's, it's just football. I think it's a beauty of football um, that no matter your status and the players that you have, that in any given day, any team can beat you. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's something that we all understand, uh, especially the guys that have been here for a minute. You know, we, we know um, how teams feel about us and the guys that come from other teams know how they felt when they play against Phoenix. So um, I think that's something that, we all think about before the game and uh, we're all, we all have in our heads and um, you know, I, I think that's good. I think I want to be in that position where t- when you feel that teams fear you and, and they want to come here and, and make a statement. But um, I think that g- needs to give us confidence and makes, make us feel special and uh, make us work hard and, and, you know, trust our, our qualities and, and even more make us uh, really um, trust the way we play and, and, and uh, be successful and, and do it in a way that, that we love and, and enjoy the game. So, And then now moving on to Spain, specifically, uh, obviously, uh, you being a Spaniard yourself, what has this run been like? Because you know, we're, we're similar in age, so we grew up with a Spain that the world has never seen before. What do you think of this team, this younger generation, uh, you know, 10 years after uh, the Golden's three trophies in six years? It's not easy, you know, when when you've had so much success and uh, all those key players uh, per se leave, you know, it's not easy to fill in, you know, and and Spain uh, has done well over the last two years, Uh, obviously not in in big competitions, but I think during this tournament, they've, they've matured and, you know, it was always going to take some time uh, because there's a lot of young guys. And, and uh, you know, I think from the first couple games that we played well, but we didn't really um, create any chances, but, you know, Spain's so dominant in the way they play. They create so many chances. They have control of the game for me. You know, that's, that's my favorite, like kind of soccer, you know, keeping the ball, moving the ball. Um, They're always going to create chances, you know, and then once that personal, uh, qualities come out, you know, like Ferran Torres or um, Pedri, all those guys that have that spark, they can, now that they're more confident, they can bring it out. I think, I think we can go far in this tournament because uh, we have really good players and, uh, you know, they're young, but obviously they're all playing at a really high level. As a Barcelona fan, how did you feel that Luis Enrique did not bring any Real Madrid players? <laughs> 
I mean, I don't see, I don't think he, he didn't bring anyone that he had to bring for sure. I mean, obviously, Sergio Ramos is the captain. You can argue that he should be there. But, you know, if he was going through an injury and there was people that were fit, I, I understand why he didn't go. Um, but other than that, I don't think Madrid have any Spanish players that really, really deserve to go more than anyone else. So um, that's, that's how I feel. Uh, obviously, I think uh, Barcelona and Madrid don't have as many top Spanish players anymore. Uh, they're getting the best players from other places. And uh, you, you see most of our stars, they're not playing in Spain anymore. So, so I think that's definitely should, should be something that the, the people in Spain should think about. And, and you know, like how, how, how it happened in, in England that all those players at one point were, were away. And now all the player, English players are playing in the Prem. And, and obviously the league has improved and so has the national team. So. so do you believe that they'll beat Switzerland and advance to the semifinals? I think so. I mean, I think I was, I was really happy that France lost. I think France is one of those teams that it's always going to be tough. Uh, and obviously you have to always respect other teams, but you know, it's definitely a better matchup for Spain to play against Switzerland than it is France. So I have confidence that they'll win and um, you know, I'll be excited if, if Italy wins and then we can uh, have a little talk, a little trash on, on Twitter or, or whatever, you know? Well, that was going to be my next question. I, I was going to pose it to you and to Santi then maybe we could do like a, a $25 bet and the winner chooses where the money, which charity the money goes to. I'll be, I'll be cool with that. But you know, first you guys have to win, which I'm not really sure about. So. Well, we'll, we'll see. Kevin De Bruyne and uh, Eden Hazard uh, are out. So Belgium uh, won't be at their full strength, but like, like we just talked about one, one game, one bad bounce, uh, one bad penalty call and, uh, and you'll be out. But uh yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely talk if it's uh, if it's Italy Spain um, as as we just talked about with the history. I'll go back to the 08 when Italy lost in penalties, and in 2012 they were in the same group and tied but lost in the final. 2016 Italy won, but then this is the one you won't necessarily care about. But World Cup qualifying in 2018, Italy had to go to the playoff because they couldn't beat Spain in qualifying, yeah. and then Italy didn't qualify for the World Cup at all. So. Spain to me is uh made us a little bit. Is that what you're saying? They're always a pain. Yes. You you've been a pain. So uh I wish you luck. I would uh I, I would love to love to see the uh the charity bet go on. Um but like you said, gotta win the quarterfinals first. I'm game. I'm game. Once we, we both win, but I feel like that would happen, we'll do that and, and we'll we'll do that. We'll do that bet. All right. Sounds good, John. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, man, and good luck on Saturday. I'll see you then. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. All right, see ya. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. Phoenix Rising's next match is on Saturday at home against Los Angeles Galaxy 2 or Los Dos with kickoff at 7.30 p.m. You can listen to that match live on ArizonaSports.com and the Arizona Sports app, which is available for both iOS and Android. And to make sure that you catch up on all things Phoenix Rising and especially breaking news, you're going to want to follow me on Twitter at JWA1994. Until next time, ci vediamo a dopo. Ciao.